Welcome to Labors for the Lord, the podcast dedicated to the Word of God. We hope that this blesses you and inspires you to seek the promises and the love that the Lord has for you. Now, here's your host, Craig Majors. All right, welcome to Labors for the Lord. Hope everyone's having a, a great evening. Going to be finishing up our overview uh, in Matthew. And uh, we're going to be starting out in chapter 24. So, during the five days before Jesus' arrest, uh, he teaches in Jerusalem, and, and most times it's he's teaching at the temple. And one day on their way out of the temple, the disciples start talking about uh, the wonderful architecture of the temple, the beauty of it. And Jesus tells them that someday every stone will be torn down. So, of course, they want to know when this is going to happen and, and, and when the earth will end, since they're on the general subject, subject of endings. And, uh, and Jesus answers them, and it, and it sounds like it belongs in, in Revelation. And the way Jesus answers them, it, it, it really sounds like... Um, a way that the prophets in the Old Testament times did um, as far as prophesying on, on different timelines with with some statements intended for the immediate future and others intended for the distant future. And he talks about wars and famines along with the desecration and destruction of the temple. And he says, you know, of, of these other signs that this generation will not pass until all these things take place. Now, Jesus would die around A.D. 30, and 40 years later, Romans would destroy the temple in the process of crushing a Jewish revolt for independence. And early Christian writers say that some people in Jerusalem um, escaped Rome's assault on Jerusalem because they had remembered what Jesus had said, and they had took his device, and they had fled to the mountains. Um and other predictions seem to refer to a time that, you know, it's still in the future, uh, like uh, referring to the, the Son of Man coming in the clouds of, of heaven with power and, and glory. And the timing of, of this event, Jesus says, no one knows but only the Father. But when this time does come, so does judgment. And uh, it goes on to say that the good people will be uh, separated from the, e the evil ones uh, as easily as a shepherd separates sheep from goats. He also refers to some uh, good deeds. Jesus says good people will feed him when he's hungry, give him something to drink when he's thirsty, give him clothing when he needs it, and, and visit him when he's in jail. And when asked how anyone could possibly do this for him, he says that you know, I tell you that, that when you did it for one of the, of the least of these brethren, you know, you were doing it for me. So any, you know, children of God will always help people who, who are in need of it. Uh, Matthew 26, and this is pertaining to the, the Last Supper. So every, every springtime around Easter since the time of Moses... Uh, Jews have eaten a Passover meal, and it's to celebrate the first event in the Jewish nation's history. 
uh, and it's God's de deliverance of the Israelites from Egyptian slavery. And in Jesus's time, uh, Jews would flock to Jerusalem to celebrate the, this holy day there. And this week-long celebration uh, begins usually uh, in March or April. And Jews gather in a home to eat the Passover supper. They eat after sunset on Friday night, which is when the Jewish Sabbath begins. Uh, Jesus would be dead by then. So he seems to celebrate the Passover a day early on Thursday night, a few hours before his arrest. And God had instituted the Passover meal as a way of helping Jews throughout um, the generations to, you know, to remember how much he loved them. And Jesus does much of the same thing, creating a new ritual that Christians have been observing for uh, 2,000 years, which is the Lord's Supper. Uh, Jesus takes some bread and, and breaks it into pieces, gives it to the disciples and tells them to eat it. Then he takes a cup of wine and passes it to them, telling them to drink it. He says the broken bread is his body and the wine is his blood poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And during this, uh, Judas Iscariot, he leaves. He leaves the meal early uh, to arrange for this ritual to become a reality. Uh, let's see, Matthew 27. Now, most Jewish leaders... Uh, detested Jesus. They disagreed with his, uh, with him uh, theologically on, on many points, especially with his casual observance of the Sabbath. And that's a day that Jesus feels free to heal people, take long walks, and, and pick a, a snack of grain kernels while walking through a wheat field. And they envy his popularity also. But what troubles them most is that he might capitalize on his popularity and launch a revolt against Rome, um, a revolt that they fear that the Romans would crush. And he might do it during Passover while he's surrounded by enthusiastic supporters who believe he's the Messiah sent by God to free them. So the trick is how, how, how do they get rid of him without sparking a, a riot? So Judas comes to the rescue. He offers to, to lead officers to Jesus at night. And, uh, and he, he accepts a reward for this, 30 pieces of silver, uh, an amount that was predicted 500 years earlier by Zechariah um, in chapter 11. <coughs> Excuse me. But... Judas later returns the money and hangs himself in complete shame. But Judas leads a group of, of, of guards to Jesus, and Jesus is praying in, a, in an olive grove across the valley. And when these men approach, Peter, uh, he gets bold for a minute. <laughs> he draws his sword and, and cuts off uh, the ear of one of the men. But Jesus warns Peter that those who live by the sword will die by the sword. And Jesus heals the man's ear. So the arresting officers, they, they take Jesus to the home of Caiaphas, the, the high priest. And Jewish leaders are they're waiting there for him. And they are members of the Jewish ruling body, a 70-member council that enforces Jewish law. 
and they scramble to find witnesses so they can try him on the spot. But the witnesses can't seem to agree or they don't offer enough testimony that would lead um, to the death penalty. So in frustration, Caiaphas demands to know if Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus replies and says, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. And as far as Caiaphas is concerned, um, this is blasphemy that disrespects God. And he condemns Jesus to death. But the, the Roman occupiers, they reserve the right to execute prisoners. So after, after uh, sunrise that morning, the Jews take Jesus to the regional governor, Pilate, Pontius Pilate. And he doesn't want to execute a man over religion. So he gives the Jews a choice. Pilate will free either uh, Jesus or a death row prisoner named Barabbas. And the Jews choose Barabbas. So Jesus is beaten, nailed to a cross. And after hanging there for six hours or more, he dies. And before sunset, when the Sabbath begins and work ends for a full day, the, the body of Jesus is, is taken and laid in a stone tomb guarded by Roman soldiers. But there's good news. Matthew 28. So, um, an angel appears at the garden tomb and glowing like Jesus did during his transfiguration earlier on the mountain. And the angel announces what Jesus himself had predicted. The resurrection. It is Sunday, the, the first Easter. And several women uh, come to the tomb that morning. And it's their first opportunity to, to wash Jesus' body and wrap it in scented spices for a proper burial. Matthew says the women are Mary Magdalene and another Mary. Mark's gospel says the second Mary is the mother of James. And the timing of everything that happens uh, this morning, this famous morning, isn't clear. Each gospel presents uh, snippets of information. But... That's probably because all the witnesses are overdosed on emotion and, and dazed by their senses. And in the jumbled mix of fear, confusion, shock, and joy, some of the details get blurred. There's an earthquake. An angel pushes this frisbee-shaped stone that blocks the entrance to the tomb. The guards faint and then wake up and run off to report what happened. The women arrive at the empty tomb guarded by an angel with a face shining like lightning and clothes white as snow. And in time, Jesus appears. The women fall at his feet and worship him, and he sends them on their way with good news for his disciples. And that's, that's an overview of Matthew. Now, of course, um, there's a lot more to it, and, and I would highly suggest and recommend that you really just uh, take time and, and, and work through this gospel and study it and go slow with it because I didn't go into every single detail. Uh, just thought I would do a quick overview and just kind of point out some things here and there and uh, just hope that it's a blessing to somebody. 
Hope you guys have a good night. God bless. We'll be right back.